Listener discretion is advised. Shit you might have missed on Flash Black Radio. I am Da Vinci Parks, aka Lee Bennett the Third, and with me in the studio I have. Hey, it's T Rich. And of course, dialing in on the line, we have the one and only. Hey Savage, how y'all doing, folks? Indeed, indeed. And missing in action is Slim Williams, who is not with us today, but he is with us in spirit. So yeah. Um Today's... Can we call him a reserve member? <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna be like a special guest host. Uh, yeah, not, you I'm... know he could be like Heather Locklear on Melrose Place. She was a special guest star the entire time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not gonna demote Slim right now. Uh, no, that's not a demotion. Okay, well, that's well, like well, it's well, a surprise when you show up. <laughs> we'll have this conversation offline. Uh, yeah. So today's date is April 9th, two thousand seventeen. Uh, lots happened in the last week. I don't know how much of it we're going to get to, but uh, we can go ahead and get jumping. Ladies, you have anything you want to you wanna start off the show with? We're going to war, right? That's what, that's, that's what we're going to talk about. It seems that way. Well, it's, it's a possibility. Yeah, we're going to go to war. Which, which, where are we going first? We're going to go all out war with Syria or my, my fault with Russia through Syria, like a, a proxy war like Vietnam and Afghanistan all over again. Or are we just going to go fuck it? We don't care about the people who love Samsung technology and we're going to go and kick it off in Korea. I say that because, you know, if we kick it off with the Koreans, they're going to bomb the fuck out of Seoul. And I'm not going to get my new Note 8. And I know that I should be worried about the humanitarian cost of that. But I can't help thinking that I was really waiting for this new cell phone. I feel like we're always at war. Yeah. We're we're good at it. And we annex the the, the hell out of everything that we, you know, so even after the war is over, we still leave like troops and bases behind. But I feel your pain because I also need to upgrade my phone. <laughs> right? See? See? Like, I know they're like in my mind, I was like, fuck, we're gonna go to war. These people got nuclear bombs. And then I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I need them to release that note eight before we do any foolishness. You talking about the S8? No, the note eight. The note eight ain't even on the radar right now. The the next one out the box is the the um the, the joint that they're they've been pushing is the S8. Nigga, that got released I last know. week. I'm aware. It became available for pre-order on the 31st. I saw that it, it comes was out on the pre-order. 20th, which means we will actually have a reveal for the Note 8 sometime around June, July. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, it's possible. What do you mean you don't know about it? If Soul is still in existence. Hmm? I said if Soul is still in existence. Yeah. Right. We just need Soul to, to continue existing. But the Note 8 is definitely a thing that's going to happen. Okay. That's what's up. I just haven't gotten mine because I'm lazy. 
Yeah, I'm, I need to train they, my phone. My, phone my, my that note I want. is actually paid off, so I, you know I got time. But this ain't my phone. This is a lease. <laughs> that's, <laughs> now, that's my phone. It's paid so off. I'm too, like, I so. need to be real careful with this because I need to turn this. Right, back I into do every two. Piece. It'd be a lease. Mm-hmm. Like here, you guys go. Give me something else. <laughs> that's how you say it. Pretty much. Okay. It's the same price. Mm-hmm. New every two. Right. That's the best thing that ever happened. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, war. Other than that, I don't really know what's going on. Steve Bannon got demoted? Yeah. 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 So, from what I understand, um, there was an issue between Bannon and Kushner. See, I haven't read all the the articles. I've seen headlines that suggest that there's infighting between Jared Kushner and Steve Bannon. And I'm really shocked with that. Forced him, forced him out. Well, I mean, I can see why that could be an issue. If Steve Bannon is a, a, you know, a Nazi, you know, and Jared Kushner is obviously probably not going to fall under that aegis. <laughs> that could be problematic. That could be a conflict of interest right there. I feel like he's been coasting just fine for the last year, so I don't think that, you know, his white supremacist tendencies are the issue. Well, they were coasting just fine with Christie as a as a surrogate until they got where they needed to go and they, they shaded the shit out of Christie. So I mean, you know, I think it's one of those things like we can play along with you until we get what we need out of you and then is we can mm. chunk up the deuces. I really again I don't know the the nuances but whatever because this is what the media reports, which isn't necessarily going to be exactly what the truth is. You know what I mean? Now, now sometimes media is spot on. Sometimes is they way the hell off and they just pass it on. It's just that's the prevailing thought. So I really don't know. I didn't get a chance to really read the articles. I just saw that those were some articles in different news outlets that are out there. Right. There's basically Kushner and and um, Bannon were at odds and. You know, um, it's interesting because now, like, the people that were not attending the National Security Council meetings are back in the fold. And then also, this is at the same time of, or around the same time that Syria gets bombed. Which I thought was interesting, though, is the fact that, (laughs) I don't even know if it's going to be, like, a a war like everybody thinks. Just because if you're going to bomb somebody, but you're going to warn Russia to say that, hey, we're going to bomb you. Then what are we really? Well, no, doing? no. Uh, what what? I have to say that they actually did what they were supposed to do. Like Russia is not actually supposed to be in Syria. You know what I'm saying? They're not. So, they're not. They're not there under uh, under sanction from Assad. There's like Assad doesn't is not allowing them to to be there right now. Maybe they're not supposed so, to be there from a world stage pr- perspective, but from Syria's perspective. Well. So, okay, it's a little complicated. They are supposed to be there, but they should not have been at this base where there was a chemical weapons depot because one of the things that Russia said that they did like two or three years ago. Right, exactly. So the issue is not whether or not they're supposed to be there, but they should have been at that particular base where there is a chemical weapons depot because they said, hey, we helped them get rid of all this. Remember that? So the heads up is about, you know what I'm saying? You guys are not supposed to be in harm's way. And so we owe you this because we also have a status of, you know, forces agreement or whatever they call it um, 
with the Russians, or it's, a, it's an agreement for de-escalation so that they will al- alert each other of what their bombing runs are so they do not uh, run into each other in the sky. Because before they had this commitment to de-escalation going on, they were their our planes were running into each other as they were doing these bombing runs over Syria. And that was problematic because, you know, it's almost like, you know, we are inherently enemies. And so when we are on each in each other's way, you know what I'm saying? In the sky, you get these pilots who are then going to like test each other because like you in my way and like, you know, this is my space. So we actually did owe them that phone call. They should not have been there. I wasn't uh, suggesting uh, that, but if they're sharing a base, if Russia is sharing a base with, with Syria and Russia starts moving their planes out the way and Russia's sharing that base with Syria, then how much of an impact is that bombing going to ultimately have when you get like a day or two to notice? Well, wasn't it, I mean, the, but the, weren't reports that they knew? So it wasn't like a, it's not like a surprise. Exactly. What this, what this, what, but I'm just, very, I'm just pointing to the idea. a very idea. polite bombing. Yeah, I'm just pointing to the idea that, that, that Trump was saying that uh, we're not going to let everybody know our hand. We're not going to show everybody our hand. But the first military action you take is to... But that's, this, is, this, this is actually different. This is actually a really nuanced issue where we have on paper a commitment to not hurt each other's forces because we are, you know, committing acts of aggression in this shared area. So I feel like on the one hand, yeah, you know, like you don't want to alert people, but this is a very different instance, one. And two, you know what I'm saying? The reality is it's not when he says that, you know, I think that anybody who you know, studies military history or warfare needs to understand that when they're talking about who you're telling, they're talking about who you're telling to the media. Because the reality is a lot of times people know what they're going to do in advance. I mean, the Japanese told us they were going to bomb Pearl Harbor. We just didn't listen. So people often tell you what their advanced plans for we war. Had intelligence of, of the Twin Towers. Right, right. Well, 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 leaders will talk to each other. Foreign leaders may talk to each other, but whether or not you disclose to the public is a whole other story. And Fair I think enough. the thing that Trump was talking about is going out and giving press conferences and saying what your plans are. And I think that that, to a certain extent, is relevant when you're dealing with like an insurgent, you know, uh, force like ISIS or something like that where they're like you know not an actual government but this but is not that though so I don't know if that I don't know if this I don't know if, I understand what you're saying and you make a very valid point but I don't think this is that because this is not a situation where we're dealing with an ISIS where there's not necessarily no, but this is a situation where we are dealing with someone who we have said in this moment in this part of the world for this particular conflict is our ally and we owe them a heads up to let them know you need to get your troops out of harm's way, because even though your troops are not necessarily supposed to be in this place, I'm not talking about. That. I was talking about from the media perspective. So if you're if that is the case, and we're not dealing with an ISIS, then why why not tell the American people what's about to happen and why? What difference why would, would it have? What difference would it have made? In in, in that in that in that scenario, that's all I'm saying. I mean, what does he owe us? I was in not a damn thing. I, I was, and, 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 and the reason why I say that is because this is not an action that required a vote. For in Congress, so what does he owe us? Why doesn't it require a vote in Congress? He was able to off, uh, issue a strike without without congressional approval. Yeah, but that's not that's supposed true. to happen, though. He's supposed to get congressional approval. He didn't. The military, the military didn't seem to mind. I, well, the military is supposed to follow the the lead of the commander in chief, but they're nah, not supposed, supposed to do, 
They're not supposed to do anything illegal. The military can always say that we did as we were ordered. I don't know. Like you. Her face was everything. Yeah, her face is priceless. This was like, that guy, what the fuck that, are you doing? That, that was the biggest WTF That was face. what was in my head. Yeah, Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Um. So, no, I think this is something where, you know, I, I listened to the pundits talk, and this was something where it was a one-time deal. We don't actually owe them. We, we, he didn't need congressional approval for this. Okay. I don't he will for further strikes, you know. That's, that's uh, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm hearing you. Uh, I'll, I'll just say I'm, I'm hearing you. I don't, I don't know if I. Okay, so the best case scenario for you to understand this is Vietnam was never officially a war because mm-hmm. Lyndon Johnson nor Kennedy could get congressional approval. So the reality is the president got a lot of leeway to drop a lot of bombs without actual congressional approval. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't actually call it a war. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what Iraq, the first Iraq was. Yeah. Not the first, well, not no, the, first, the second the first. Iraq. I mean the second Iraq after after nine eleven. That Iraq. That's what I meant. Sorry. No, that was no, they, no. They had congressional approval for that. No, 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 no. What I'm okay, yeah, okay, all right, all right. What I'm saying is that, there, there, there are a lot of things that were done without congressional approval. I mean, I understand they had a, they had the only thing we're doing right now in Afghanistan or Iraq without congressional approval or have done is drones. That's literally the only thing yeah. we're doing, and we're doing that in Yemen. No, doing that heavy too. Heavy. All right, my my energy level to even talk about all this this politics. This I know. Is, I have no idea what's going on this whole it's, week. It's dispiriting. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I've been I've been putting a lot of stuff out there on a on a Flash Black Radio. So if you on Twitter, Flash Black Radio. No, excuse me, Flash Black News. At Flash Black News, it's been a lot of stuff. It's, well, it's, it's been it's, it's been lot. my last week at work, so I've been actually working. Oh, look, look at you! Congratulations, by the way. Freedom. Right, where 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 are we going now? I'll tell you offline. Yeah, yeah, we can't talk. We can't talk. We can't talk about it from now. Nah, got to uh, yeah, talk about it after. But yes, I got my freedom papers. Yay! So, are we going to another plantation or? I hope not. Um, we'll see when we get there. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see there. I'm trying to figure out if I want to get off my plantation currently. So um, I understand. Yeah, hopefully it's um. Hopefully it's not another plantation. I mean, that place didn't, it wasn't a plantation when I started, but definitely devolved into a plantation. Like, hey. Why do I hear Negro spirituals in the background? These are fields. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I've just been like having to work all week. Like, what the hell? Yeah. So I saw headlines, but I didn't have a chance to like read a whole bunch of stuff. I felt it. Like I saw that um, police officer. I lady. must say, those are the only two pieces of news that I have. Three: Janet Jackson is getting divorced. Was mm-hmm. she actually married? I thought she was just fiance. She was married. No, married? they've been married apparently since two thousand four. Oh, didn't that wait? Wasn't she doing with Jermaine Dupri at one point though? Mm. She was with Jermaine Dupri for like it was a 2000... minute. Wait a minute. That she was sour. definitely married. I think it was two thousand twelve. Was it two thousand four? Uh, two thousand twelve might be more more along My the lines. My friend. My friend read the article last night, oh, and she was saying 2004, and I was shocked because I didn't think it had been that long. Nah, the Jermaine so Dupri album was out like that, like cause that joint bomb. That was after 2004 because that's when he was like, "Yeah, I can do what Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis do." What? He said really. that. that well, he must have said that because he did that album with her, thinking that was being a case, and that album did not sell well. 
You better, you better stick. You better stick with the one that got you to the dance. She did. Sorry. Mm. Huh? Aaliyah got him to the dance, right? Who? Jermaine Dupri? Mm-hmm. Hell no. Aaliyah was Timberland. Yeah, they wed in 2012 in a secret ceremony. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nah, no. Nah. Aaliyah was Timberland. Janet Jackson's well, her first album, like like when well, that was not even her first album. Her 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 breakout album was Control, and that was Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Tonight? Mm. No. She actually confirmed it. Look at that. Oh, I'm sorry. A rep noted that the two are not divorcing but separating. Whatever. Mm. The divorce is going to be coming out. You know what that means? That means that we haven't worked out the, the motherfucking asset agreement. We have not yet. worked out my is. coinage. Right. <laughs> so we're going to hang in there until I get my money right. <laughs> and then we can say that we're moving forward with divorce. And I'm going to need her to have Laura Wasserman Schultz. Or the international equivalent, because that bitch be getting it done. She represented Tiger's wife. Okay. Know who I, know who I was digging from when the little bit I saw of her? The uh the, the lady that was representing Bill Cosby. I can't fuck with her. Why? I don't got no respect for no woman that represents a man who's been accused by more than three women of rape. That's a whole other conversation right there. It's really not. Vagina solidarity. <laughs> Vagina you know, there, there, comes solidarity. A, there comes a point when like too many people come forward and like, mm, mm. it's like, it's yeah. like when people got a videotape of somebody doing something and we still say an alleged and I'm like, we need to get past that language here because I get that you're not convicted, but we seen you do it on tape. We're talking to you, Robert. <laughs> I was thinking that shit in the back of my head. I was like, you talking about We talking to, right. We talking to Robert. Because I saw that video. I was like, oh my God. But yeah. Like it, with the Bill Cosby thing, it was like in the beginning, like, mm. but then they just kept coming out and it kept multiplying. And it were like, right. you know, like gremlins that got water splashed on them. And they're just like popping out of everywhere. And, and here I- she comes. I respect that dude who saves a lot and rapes a little deserves, you know what I'm saying? Legal counsel. I just feel like a dude with a penis could have done that just as well. I, I, mm, okay. And the black woman representing him knows that it's an optics game. Mm-hmm. But Bill Cosby knows that too. Oh, we know he knows that, mm-hmm. but we know she knows that. Mm-hmm. And the problem I got with her is that you choose to play this optics game. I find that troubling. It's all right, though. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that karma is immediate and she will find herself in some sort of situation where she's going to be like, oh, damn, like that. Mm-hmm. She's going to be like, why is this? And the sentence not even going to come fully out her mouth because her mind going to be like, you know why, bitch. You know why. Because. Look at Johnny Cochran. We can't use that. Is it too soon? <laughs> and die quickly at that. I tried to watch that. Um, I mean, what is that OJ with American that logic, crime though, story about, thing? With that logic, though, then you know how many dead lawyers we would have? That logic. There are a lot of there are a lot of lawyers who represent people who are like clearly guilty. You're right. Know, they may not be dead, but I promise you, they got children that don't like them. I mean, wives that don't speak to them. 
Karma. Yeah, like karma. like like just every everything ain't you know painful death or immediate. sometimes it's painful life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. I'm. I'm. Yeah. I didn't. I, I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't have words right now for that. So I'm gonna back away. Slowly. I mean, look. I I fully believe everybody deserves counsel. I believe in the law. Okay. I think everybody in Gitmo deserves a free lawyer. Okay. You know, I'm not. I'm just not saying I want to be your free lawyer. Well, you you seem very reserved today. I am. I am. You trying to play nice? I'm. I'm. Yeah. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Too out. Yeah, you, you can't, you can't, can't like uh, you know, yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be better. Uh, stop my growth. Can't stop my go. It feels like maybe I did. No, I know, right? No, I'm good. Um, so spread your wings, butterfly. <laughs> my peacock, I want to fly. Yeah, no, I let them flap wanna... in the wind. No, I got some things I want to discuss. Uh, but I, I wanted, is there anything that you wanted to? I told you I don't know what's going on. But you know, we have like something to discuss. Oh, yeah, I didn't finish it, but I have started. Okay, the um, oh, okay, you so you looked at it. I started watching it, yeah. I think I got probably about halfway through. Okay. So this is the 13 reasons? Yeah. Okay, so that's actually one of the things I wanted to discuss. Please talk to me because I've seen it and I just haven't had the I haven't clicked on it. I haven't even figured out what it is about yet, but it looks interesting. Okay, so what 13 reasons is is a Netflix series that is based off a book. I believe the author's name is Jay Asher. I was not aware of this book. It's like a book for uh teens and it deals with the the highly nuanced uh Issues that that go around teen suicide, the pressures of you know just teen life as a whole. So um, it the 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 premise. I'm not going to give the whole thing away. The premise, in a nutshell, is there's a teenager who kills herself, but before she does, she creates 13 tapes to explain the 13 reasons why she killed herself. And each tape is dedicated to one of the reasons, which is a person. A person, right. Right. So there's more to it than that. I don't want to get into it beyond that. Other than I think if more than anything, parents of children should watch it. And the reason why I say that is I thought, okay, so the reason why I watched it in the first place was there's a a 20-something coworker of mine who mentioned that it's something he had started watching and he said it's good and he explained that it was a I think he explained that it was a book and he you know he was familiar with it and all that good stuff whatever I thought based upon how it was ex- explained um he's because he said it was like teen related fair I mm-hmm. thought it was going to be something that was more bubblegum mm-hmm. you know and when I started watching it within the first episode I noticed I realized very quickly it's not that so I had to throw that out the window. Uh, they're, they're, the, the language is coarse because teenagers, I was a teenager once, we all were, uh, teenagers talk coarsely. Um, the content within the, it was, there's so many things that were touched on, some of them it was not even, even really a big deal because it just is what it is. But there's so many different issues that were like discussed and brought up that um, 
it was it was just kind of it was kind of like a wow moment. Like it 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 took balls for Netflix or breasts or ovaries, <laughs> as as we say here. It 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 took that for um Netflix to 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 do this because it was not shy at all by the way they approached it. They approached the content and there's so much content that at times you feel uncomfortable watching it, which is a good thing because when you talk about something like teen suicide, it should not feel comfortable to you. It should not feel like something that you can just look at and just look, oh, well, that was interesting and just walk away and feel unaffected. So it, it, it was very, you know, it was very just raw and in your face. And it's just like the way they crafted the story, the way they told the story, um, the way they showed the transitions between the, the past tense and the present and the the character who killed herself. She was such a likable character, although she was flawed. She was not perfect. But the, the way that the actress did that role, she did such a good job with uh, bringing her character to life, no pun intended. It just it just pulls you in. It's like you know what's going to happen from the outset because they tell you. She tells you. And it's just one of those things you want not to happen every episode. But you know it's going to happen. Uh, so it, it was. I thought it was extremely uh, well done. And again, I think it's something that adults should definitely watch. I don't necessarily think they want to watch it with their kids. I don't know about that. I can't make that recommendation. But Why not? Um, there are things, I think an adult mind is going to look at it differently from a, from a, a teenage mind. Right, but that's where the conversation. I get what I'm. I'm not saying they can't have that conversation, but there might be things. I think adults tend. I remember. I mean, I'm pretty sure you had the same thing too. But I remember there were things that I was going through as a teenager, you know, and I would just be in my own way or my own space or whatever. And I remember it being diminished or 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 minimized or minimalized rather um, when I was trying to express how I felt about something, you know, like if you're younger or whatever, you say that you're in love with somebody, you don't know anything about love. Well, I know what I know about love at that, at that space and that time. This is my understanding of it. So this is my understanding of it. Although it's not as fully evolved as what you've grown to understand, it doesn't make mine any less significant to me. So I think it's one of those things. I think this is kind of shock therapy for, for parents. And I think, there, it will, it will probably, especially if you have kids, it, it will make the idea of your child that that's something like that could actually affect your child. Um, there has to be a little bit of processing. I think it's easier for the kids to actually to process it than the adults to process it. So, um, I'm not saying that you can't watch it with your kids, I'm saying I don't know how you will react as a parent because I'm, you know, I, I have teenage nieces and nephews and whatnot, but again, that's. I don't know. I think that's a, a matter of preference. So maybe watch the first episode or two or whatever. But as it goes along, the series gets heavier and heavier. So it doesn't get any lighter. <laughs> I don't know. It's hard for me to say because I don't have kids. So. Yeah. What did you, what right, your thoughts though? Go ahead, Christy. I was going to say, I mean, so I haven't seen it and I don't have kids. But like when you were talking about like these things should make you uncomfortable. I feel like, no, if, 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 we may not like or enjoy talking about some things, but I feel like, and I'm saying this to somebody who has spent a lot of time in therapy, um, it's not really much that I'm uncomfortable talking about because like I got to process my life 
and we process our life through conversations with people. And so I feel like what is uncomfortable for probably a lot of people is not even necessarily the, the subject matter. It's the fact that you are being forced to have a conversation about something that is not comfortable, you know? And so like, for me, I feel like, yeah, everybody should have to watch this together, sight unseen, you know, even not as a parent, because I never had a problem talking to my mom about my feelings or feeling validated or any of that stuff, partly because my mother grew up in an environment where she didn't feel validated. And so she made it a point to make me be able to feel safe and comfortable saying whatever it is that I needed to talk about. So there may not have been things that I wanted to share, but that's because I needed to get comfortable with them myself. I'm saying that to say that we need to start talking as a people in ways about like dialogue is necessary for life. The way we process things is not just by thinking them out by ourselves, but in conversation with others so that we can get some feedback. And so I hear what you're saying about the show. I don't think anything about life should be hard to talk about. I don't think it should be hard to talk about teen suicide or death or pregnancy or sex or any of this stuff, because this is life. And this is the stuff that actually makes life hard. And if you can't talk about it, then you're making life harder than it needs to be. Okay. So I don't, I don't disagree with anything of what you just said, but I will say to perhaps counter what you said, um, that, you're speaking from your perspective and I've, I've known you for some time now and you've pretty much been somebody that can speak her mind very freely. Everybody is not that way. So, so, I mean, when when we're talking about how things should be, I agree. And that that's, that's honestly part of what the series is trying to express that we need to be more open and we need to discuss things more. And we can't just assume that, we understand the whole picture based upon what we see. So I, I I don't disagree with what you're saying, but the reality is that's not where we are. Oh, know? no, I and, feel you, but I'm a, I'm a counter that with the Gandhi statement, which is be the change you want to see. If that's not where we are, if you know that this is uncomfortable for you, then you as a parent and a child actually should sit down and watch that together and squirm and be uncomfortable because it's the things that we're uncomfortable with that we need to confront. And I think also one of the things that occurred in the series, um, probably intentionally is that there are parents in this and, you know, the parents are kind of trying to figure out what's going on with this, with um, the guy clay Mm -hmm. Um, because there's all these secrets, like all the students know Uh these things that happened. And when the parents are trying to talk to um, this guy, Clay, or other people, other people's parents are trying to talk to them. You know, there's all of this secrecy. So it just kind of okay. expounds upon the, the idea that, you know, teenagers, as they're trying to kind of come into their own, are trying to figure out, you know, what things to share with peers and what things to share with parents mm-hmm. and kind of what kind of things to protect their parents from to, right. or to protect their or insulate peers. themselves. Right. Yeah. So... Yeah, it kind of. I mean, I see where you're where you're going with that, and yes, we should be having, or they should be have, parents should be having those conversations. But I think also it was very intentionally done that the children weren't having these conversations mm-hmm. with the parents, even because, if the parents asked, right? Even if they asked, you know, when they were asking, like, "Hey, this girl killed herself." Like, did you know her? 
No, were you I friends with her? Yeah, I ain't know her. You know, how are you are you affected by this? And I was no. like, nah, I didn't really know her, so you know, it's no big deal to me. Um and one the the lead guy, Clay, his parents were, you know, trying to get him to talk to them, trying to get him to talk to a therapist, trying to get him to talk to anyone. And he was just like, you know, no, no, everything is fine. And you can see as he's going through it that he's not and the other characters aren't either. They're mm-hmm. experiencing it in different ways. But you can see that everybody is having a reaction to not only her suicide, but also just other things that come with being a teenager. Mm-hmm. And responsibility and accountability come up often right. throughout this this show. And in looking at it, you can see without trying to give things away, how children are trying to learn to cope but don't necessarily have the skill set yet to right, exactly. cope. But also and, don't have good models. Right. Or for whatever reason are like not trusting those models to to help them, to guide them. They don't want to, the, the girl Jessica I'm thinking about, because mm-hmm. she father. had like a military father, yeah. right? And, you know, she kind of put on this smile like, oh, no, everything is all right. But there's a lot that's not mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. with Jessica. So- also, what I liked about this series is it, it gave you an, an idea in terms of what the kids had at home. Not every kid. You didn't get a chance to see the parental influence or lack thereof from every child, but you got to see it from Justin. You got to see it from uh, Jessica. You got to see it from Clay. Um, you got to see it from Hannah. Courtney. Courtney. Um Zach, so you got the chance to see um, the influence of their parents and, and gave an indication as to why they mm. might behave a certain way. And right. it, w- it wasn't one of those things that was just like in your face, but it's something that I noticed, and I don't think this will give anything away, but there's one kid who whose parents you never saw. And I, I don't think that was by accident. And it's just like one of, one of those things like, where the hell is this kid's parents? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, not not where the hell are these kids' parents? Like, where the hell is this kid's parents? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, like uh, the, what I will also say is if you happen to watch the series, uh, after the series plays, it plays a behind the, not necessarily the scenes, but basically- oh, behind it, the episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like so those. it does that with, um, I didn't know that um, Demi Lovato, I think, is that her? Mm. I think, Probably. I think she does Dem- a lot of stuff with mental health. Mm-hmm. I think That's it was De- I think it was Demi Lovato. Was it it okay. probably is. She's like bipolar. She's famously medicated. Her okay. dad's got. I, I think it's Demi Lovato. Um, is an executive producer. Um, yeah, probably her. Okay, so there's that. Um, and you get a chance to see the actors outside of their character, which was actually in a weird way was helpful for me because there are a couple characters in there that are so despicable. <laughs> so when you see them and they don't look like themselves, like from the from what you've seen them as, whatever, like okay, all right, I could kind of let that go, whatever, because after a while, is they become who they are. You know what I mean? That that's like that's your your image of them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because they, they've played that role to to a point where they've become tangible. So um, it was very interesting. They 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 said things that clinically we know, right? We know that like teenagers' brains are not fully developed. 
You know, so the way that they process information and the way that they think about things is mm-hmm. different from the way somebody 25 years old or older would process and think about things because your brain hasn't fully developed. You're still mm-hmm. developing in many ways, but, you know, it's got a lot of chemical things going on. You know, it's a lot going on. So and it wasn't all just everybody wasn't rich white. Um, there were not at all. Yeah, they were different. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Oh no, it was a very mixed. Like it's kind of like like why are they all in the same school almost? I did have that thought. Yeah. Like, 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 like I don't understand how you are. Because all- you know why? Because white people actually tend to live with their poor people. They don't want to live with poor brown people. And so one of the things that tends to happen amongst white people is that they actually will have what you call it. They actually tend to. Um, what you call it? Uh, they tend to not be as concentrated in pockets of poverty as black and brown people. But the, one of the um, characters, Tony, the Latino guy, he made a comment that oh, yeah. your, your, he was your like, police the response police respond differently in your neighborhood than, than they, do, they do in my neighborhood. Yeah. So I was right. wondering now, like, if this was down. like a small town or... You kind of got the sense that it was kind of like, like rural... Like like rural like in like next to a city, so it's like town. Yeah. Tash. It's like like they had like a downtown probably where you go and do stuff, whatever. But um, I just little things that I noticed. Like I noticed like nobody was really wearing name brand sneakers. Like there were I didn't see anybody wearing Nikes. But you know at the same time they were like, driving Audis, right? And wearing Beats headphones. Mm-hmm. So it's just little things that I noticed. So mm-hmm. it's it's kind of like you know, um, there were some people whose parents were clearly well off, and there were some kids whose parents. That is obviously not the case. So it was a very uh, diverse cast. The, the kids didn't really seem to be like you know they're like you know tripping off of like influence or or, or sexual orientation or or like race. race. That was not an issue for them, which was interesting. But I think that is for like you know, if you've been around it, then it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I thought there were a lot of things that were tackled, and a lot of things could have been like really forceful and I think in other situations it would have been I think they would have made more issues out of homosexuality than they did in this one and it was just like this is kind of just what it is so like we don't have to it's like oh I didn't know you were gay yeah like like, hot, like hmm. really I was like nah, I don't know about that I mean as soon as I saw him, I was like hmm okay yeah, yeah. I can understand how it could be but at the same time there were there like very clear clues that he was like yeah but like I, I just thought it was I thought it was well done I think is extremely uh, deserving of a watch. Um, I'm well, glad it was recommended. It. I'm glad it was recommended. I've, I've seen it, and I keep wanting to. Click I did on not. It, yeah, I hadn't seen it. So somebody told me because Netflix is putting out so much content at this right now. It's just it's just like hard to keep up with all the it stuff that they're doing. It was recommended for me. Okay. I, like, I don't know anything about you. Right. Yeah, you it came you. up in some of my therapy groups. Right. People were discussing it. Mm, I've been on a lot of HGTV lately, so. I don't know why. But yeah, it was so far the parts that I've seen, and again, I'm only about halfway through it, but the parts that I've seen so far are really good. I'm kind of annoyed. Like, I don't understand how this main character, like why you wouldn't just sit down and listen to this because it seems like he's kind of dragging it out. Um, But other than that. That was frustrating. Yeah. That was frustrating. Um, I think it kind of makes sense as it goes along. It's still frustrating. It doesn't become any less frustrating. I think it's easier to understand as it I think from my perspective, because the character, uh, the main character is socially awkward. I I, I know that I'm socially oh, awkward so in certain in certain regards. It's like your spirit animal. No, that's not my spirit animal. 
He's white. I'm not. I don't think it works that way. Uh, nah. No. Sorry. Uh, yeah, but he was a weird kind of socially awkward. He was like a very social, socially awkward person. He or was people were people always like trying able to... to talk with him. But like, you know, so he understood that he was different and he was who he was. So people who were able to look past that, he was like, he was cool. So he could be cool with like the, the, the school athlete, you know, mm-hmm. and the school athlete was able to be cool with him. That was the question, you know, mm-hmm. so he could be cool with the cool kid. The cool kid had to be cool with him. See what I'm saying? It was, it was just the other end of it. So it was like he he knew who he was enough in that sense that it wasn't a big deal. But um, at the same time, it's just I know f- from personal experience that I don't always get the obvious shit. What's obvious to everybody else? No, you don't. It's not necessarily mm-hmm. obvious to me because I'm looking at things in a, in a different way. So if there's some things that are so nuanced I pick up on. You know what I mean? But there are things that other things that go, yeah, as as T Rich's, yeah, yeah, <laughs> over my head. Yeah, yeah, okay. Shooting we right it. by your face. Like, yeah. I you see that? I, I, I can be the same way sometimes. Yeah, so, um, I, again, I, I think a, a lot of the story takes care of itself. It's it's going to be frustrating at points because I, I kind of, and there were other characters that said, like, why, didn't you, why are you taking this long? They asked that question. Like I listened to it all in one night. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> what I listened to it all so in one night the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, you listen to it more than once. Like, yeah, I listened to it twice. So there's a lot that goes into this this uh, this uh, show, and you see their their rationale for why they they make the decisions that they they make and why they want to hold a particular position. Uh, one of the characters that I thought was very interesting, um, that was very frustrating to watch, was Courtney. Um, and I'll just mm-hmm. leave it at that. I'll just leave it at that. And it's just one of those, but it's, it's, it, I think her story is very interesting. And I think the way that the actress played it, she did a good job because, you know, you, you shouldn't want to like, you know, despise a child. <laughs> Why not? But the way I, I, I look, look, some children are unlike, I, I get it. And that's true. Look, I mean, people. you've been in the mental health I know. arena and dealing with children I've been in child welfare. Let's not forget that I, I taught high school. <laughs> for a couple of years. Some, hey, Shit, some I'm children just are just like adults. I ain't got no special I got, I got, yeah, there's some kids, there's, there's some kids, like, you know, at one, one point or another in family that you deal with family or family friends or whatever. Like, yo, like, if you if it was legal, I'd take you outside and, like, rack you. Like, yes. Yeah, so. There have been a, many a times in dealing with children where Jesus just had to take that well because I was just like, this Yeah, is- I think children and old people are fair game. <laughs> <laughs> Not when my job is dependent upon cows, but you know, like mm -mm. old people try it and they They know it, and children try it and they know it. There's a way that you can let children children know. Yeah, this way you can let children know. Uh, Most children look at me like I don't know about you, and I I I think most adults look at you that way, though. Well, you know, I looked at you like that, but I I don't know about you either. I think we looked like each other, looked at each other like that in, in undergrad. <laughs> I did not know about you for a while. Yeah, yeah, they vouched cool. for you and you were harmless. So, you know, I went along. <laughs> but there are other people who I didn't know about. And when I finally was like, really? I, I mean, like, it's some people, I'm not going to name names, that I was like, I just straight up and now asked, how long do we have to tolerate? Like, how long is he going to be a friend of y'all's? Because, like, I, my tolerance level for this kind of bullshit is like so low that like I just need to know how long is is this 
Is, is there a, a, is an end date to this? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> because like I know you don't even like this person, Let's so why? Yeah, you know. Yeah, sure indeed. Um, I guess, I guess one other thing. You asked me else? No, I, I was right though. Those people were voted off the island. What people? The people I'm talking about. Who I was like, I don't know about you. Okay, we're gonna talk about that offline. I just, I just want to get this one last thing in because I actually want to know what this is. I'm curious oh, now. Okay. Um, <laughs> very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, All American Badass by Joey Badass. I don't know if either one even. I, I haven't know. had a chance to listen. I thought it was. I thought it was on Plex. It's not. It's not. I didn't see it yesterday. Oh, sorry. is it on Spotify? It, it, I know it's on Amazon. I think it on is. Amazon Music. So okay. if you have Prime, you should definitely be able to listen to it. I copped it. Um, there, there are a couple of tracks that kind of deviate from the initial and and the overall feel of the album because you know there's a, there's a there there are a couple of tracks on there that just give you that feeling like yeah. You know what I'm saying? I really think it's it's worth a a a for real listen. There are a couple of tracks on there I can do without. It's mm-hmm. kind of like if you listen to Lupe Fiasco. I don't know if either one of you do. Not recently. But um, Lupe will have like a couple of tracks on there. And it's just like mm, I can do, I could have done without this Lupe. He's too hotep for me. <laughs> wow. I mean, okay. Yeah, the, I the mean, whole hotep thing is just kind of like you know. Like, I feel like, that's why I said I haven't listened to him recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like he used to be, like, enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yes, yeah, somewhere around the time Obama got elected, he was just like, let me lather myself up in shea butter and put these oils on and bring out the red, black, and green flag and talk about how, what's wrong with shit? And I was just like, ah, you know And kind of on He was always doing that, though. No, 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 no. But it... No. it it, 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 it felt it like grew. it went to a different level. Yeah. Okay. I, I think um, Tetsuo and Youth is the last album from Lupe that I, I I dug. So this, if I'm not mistaken, that's the one before Droga's Light. I think that's the name of the last album. Something to that effect. These words you're saying. Uh, it's 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 got like a like a, like some Japanese symbol on uh. the album cover. Um, I think it's called Droga's Light. I think that's the name of it. Um, I listened to it on Amazon Prime, which I don't. I tend to like if I dig an artist. Like if Redman drops an album, because I'm just a Redman fan, I'm just gonna buy it because it's fucking Redman. Like I like understand like you know he's not woke as some people might say. I don't care about that. That there's a special place in my heart for the MC known as Redman, aka Richie Noble, aka DJ Cut Killer. But I uh, used to really, but I, I used to really like Lupe. I think I think Tesla and Youth is kind of like where I think he he definitely it, it, it departed from say Food and Liquor too. Like Food and Liquor Two, I thought was a really solid album. Um, I actually might have liked Food and Liquor Two better than Food Liquor Food and Liquor One, the first one, which is his debut album. I would have to listen to. Them I both have them again. both. I, I can't remember. The best tweet that I have ever seen that sums up Lupe Fiasco is somebody tweeted out something about like Kendrick Lamar is what you thought Lupe Fiasco was going to be, and Lupe Fiasco retweeted, "I know." <laughs> Realty, but I will say this: there was a point where I was kind of feeling like, and this is like, uh, I finally gave up on this notion because hip hop keeps making these these turns down that dark alley. Like you don't go down there. It's, it's, there's nothing good that way. And like when Lupe first came out, I was like, yeah, this kid could help 
help us get back on track. And I felt the same way when J. Cole first came out. I felt the same way when like Kendrick first came out. Like, like you know, because it, it's it just is what it is. So it's just kind of just like you know, just just you know, I, I kind of, I kind of, I can understand that. I can understand that I thought. Th- I think there comes a point for most rappers when you become a rapper and you're rich and you're just not hungry no more. And um, it's just not what it used to be. So like the first couple albums be good. Lyrically, you might not fall off, but I don't want to listen anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I can dig it. I can dig it. Well, look, as usual, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're going to keep the conversation going on this end. Uh, There's a lot of things I got to ask Christy about. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but what we're gonna do was voted off the island. Yeah, no I got final. Yeah, That's yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna cut this off on this side. But we thank you for listening. I am Da Vinci Parks, aka Lee Bennett the Third. Hey, T Rich. Hey, Savage. And again, shout out to Slim who's not with us today. Um, if you want to check us out, ladies and gentlemen, of course, flashblackradio.com is the website. Check us out on the Facebook group, group Fast Flash Black. Uh, also, iTunes. Google Play and SoundCloud. And also please follow us at Flash Black Radio and at Flash Black News on Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, stay blessed, stay woke. Peace. Later.